0: Hello and welcome back to K92F4, your local channel for all things talk radio. Now we've got another caller on the line. Hello, caller. Howdy there. It's nice to be. I'm a long-term listener, first-time caller. And uh, what have you called us about today?
1: Well, it's about these 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 visitors. You know, visitors. They're they're strange. You know, they uh, engage in strange practices. Talk about strange things. They've got weird voices.
0: It all sounds very strange. Are we talking about um like little green men coming down in spaceships or something? Oh, it's much worse than that. They're
1: all strange. They got weird
0: hair, unnatural
1: kind of colors. They're they 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 engage in in strange practices and always talking about stuff. Weird voices talking about all the
0: games and, and, and and the things they've done, things they've heard. Oh, goodness. Did, did they give you any, any indication as to who they were or or what they wanted?
1: Yeah, they implied they was a couple of queer and pleasant strangers.
2: Greeting, strangers, queer and
0: pleasant. I'm not Laura-Kate Dale. <coughs> I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. Welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. That podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about their weeks and do silly voices and skits. And try not to cough as a result Indeed. of very spicy skittles. You might wonder why, I, I didn't, why we didn't edit that cough out. <laughs> why didn't we edit that cough out? We still because can. We still can, but I don't think we should, because how how is your week going this week, Jane? You're hoping that I'll talk so that they'll you'll have time to recover from
2: the power of the skittles. <laughs> yeah,
0: should we talk about the skittles? All right, they're spicy. We yeah. tried we tried some. What is it? Sweet heat skittles. Sweet skittles. I had some just before recording because mm. they're a limited edition thing, and we were curious. Um, it's just a fruity skittle, and then you try and swallow, and you're like, oh yeah, that that's not spicy on the tongue, but it's spicy in the throat. It's a weird thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's
2: weird. You you sort of chew it, and then you you. It's it's not really until you swallow any of what's in your mouth. Yeah, you get the sort of wave of heat, and, it, and then it sort of dies back fairly
0: quickly. It's only a couple of seconds. It's just like kind of, it's not like a capsaicin pepper mm. like chili spice that like sits on your tongue. Like we we were trying to work out what the spice was and on the back of it it does use concentrated horseradish, which we suspect horseradish? I thought it was just radish. Oh radish. Sorry. Concentrated radish. Sorry. I've been thinking about horseradish. Concentrates
2: sweet potato and radish. Yeah.
0: So the radish in my mind is maybe what's doing the spice because I know horseradish is similarly a bit of spice in the back of the in the back of the throat, not so much on the tongue. Uh, but Yeah, that's a weird thing we we ate this week. Uh, how are you? How are you doing this week, Jane? I'm
2: oh, not too bad. You know, been been been. It's it's. There's not been any really big sort of key markers recently. We've been having a nice, we've we've chilled a bit. And it's been we've nice. slowed down in the winter. We're hibernating almost.
0: Yeah. We what did we do this week? Like we went on a on a little bit of a walk oh. um, on Saturday. We do play. It stayed in and play games Sunday. It was just a nice quiet one. Mhm. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's been lovely. Right, shall we start with what we've been playing this week?
2: What have you been fiddling with this week?
0: There's been one thing above all else that I've been playing this week. Above all other things. I've been playing... All of the fucking Pokemon Go this week. Tell uh, us Pokemon, about all of the Pokemon. Sorry, Let's Pokemon. Go. Let's go. Um, Let us go, Pikachu. Yes. So, um, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu is the new Pokemon game on Switch. It's the first time like a core RPG Pokemon game has been on a home console. You can stick up on your telly. It's basically Pokemon Yellow in HD with some extra stuff thrown in. Um, like there's some. There's some new story bits thrown in to make a bit more sense of some of the narrative of Yellow, uh, that that kind of just... Things sometimes just happened for reasons, and now there's like, oh, here's an NPC who shows up and makes some sense of why this is happening. Hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's an HD remaster of Yellow. Um, That's good,
2: because Yellow's the only one I've really played through.
0: Yeah, so you, you either start with a Pikachu or an Eevee, and... Once again, they sort of follow you around as your companion. You can also have another Pokemon of your choice following you around as a companion. You go fight the eight gyms, you get your 151 Gen 1 Pokemon. Uh, th- there's a few changes that like, I was initially not sure on. Um, motion control? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, st- I'll start with the capture mechanic. I'll get to the motion control in a sec, so... They've changed the way that you do catches of wild Pokemon. Uh, You used to have to battle them, like, in the turn-based battle style. Get them very close to no health, but not actually kill them. Apply maybe a status effect to them, like sleep or paralysis, and then throw a Pokeball. And it was very much like... It was was an ordeal, and it meant that if you wanted to deliberately catch this one thing, you could make it more and more likely that you'd succeed, which was good. Um, and they've replaced it with a very Pokemon Go-esque system of straight away the Pokemon's in front of you, you maybe feed it a berry to make it easier, and you just time-throbbing your balls so that it like hits in the centre of a shrinking circle. It's the Pokemon Go system, basically. But um, less
2: finger-flicking.
0: Less fi- finger-flicking. <clears throat> th- um, there's a couple of different ways to do it that I'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. I was initially a bit turned off by it because... Um, there's a few times where I was battling against a particularly tough Pokemon, it wouldn't stay in the ball, and I was just like, I want to just like fight you and weaken you and paralyze you, and then you'll stay in the fucking ball. And Incredible. indeed, There's a there was a little bit of me feeling like I had less control over those encounters, because I had less options of how to deal with them. In the post-game, I've actually kind of been okay with it switching to that let's-go system. There's a few really like nice positives. Um... You don't have to use up your attack moves to weaken Pokemon, so you can stay out catching for longer. Um, It speeds up the whole process, so if you're doing lots and lots of catching in a row, like trying to get particularly good Pokemon with good stats or shinies, it sort of speeds the whole process up. Mm. It definitely, like, in the the post-game, it makes it a lot more appealing to catch a lot of Pokemon, which is, like, I think in the end it's a net positive. It's just, I had to get over the, the... I wish I had the option to, if it wasn't staying in the ball, go, I'm going to send my Pokemon out. Like, I wish that was an option, rather than, no, you can't do it full stop, even if this was the default. Um, so yeah, if you're playing on the telly, your only option, control-wise, is to flick your controller at the screen like you're throwing a ball. Mm -hmm. In handheld, you can use an analogue stick to aim and press A to throw, um... If you move the the handheld at all, like, gyro motion, very very Splatoon 2, it'll, like, move where you're aiming as well. Mm-hmm. I got on really well with that that system on the handheld. Like, you know, using the analogue stick to move and fine-tune with the, with the handheld. It was great for me. But I recognise that it's a really big problem for people with mobility issues. Because there is no way to play this game that that turns off motion controls. Mm. Uh, the closest you can get, and I've been messing around with this a bit, is either put your Switch on its kickstand or in a separate stand and play it in handheld mode in the stand. In tabletop mode. Yeah, in tabletop mode. Um, Because then you've at least got it stabilised, and you can yeah. still turn the, the stand it's in to, like, turn and angle it if you want. Mm-hmm. But there's no logical reason why they couldn't just give you the option of Handheld or on the TV, and log stick to to aim, A to fire, no motion control. Mm. Um, I think for most people the handheld mode will be fine. If you have a condition where you struggle to not move your hands, uh, the one that came to mind for me was something like Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. You might have real trouble finding a method of playing this game that works for you, and that's a real shame. Mm. Um, but no, other other than than that, like. I've been really enjoying this. Uh, they've moved a bunch of stuff around that, like I'm, I'm, I'm having to explore again. Like they've, I don't know. We're all 151 Pokemon are in this game, and mm. having to explore for them has been exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been nice having a Pokemon game come out that people are excited about. Where I got to do trading and online battles with another human, and not just against myself, which was really fun. Mm. I know. And you mentioned and... 151. So are they all
2: in both versions?
0: They're not. All in both versions. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I understand it, there's maybe three in each version that are exclusive to the other version. That's pretty good. Um, what I will say is, Pokemon Go is a free app in which you can pretty easily catch those three Pokemon that you d- don't have in your version. It's like, not like
2: the global exclusive ones? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's not like region exclusives or anything. Mm-hmm. like. You if you pick up Pokemon Go, you can fill in those couple of slots if you don't have anyone to trade with, which is nice. Um there is a way to if you only bought one version of the Switch game, you can still get a complete collection hmm. without having anyone to trade with. Nice. Um But yeah, no, like a lot of people were worried it wasn't gonna be particularly challenging. Um there's a lot of stuff in there for like uh for anyone who's really into Pokemon, IV values, you can now like just check and see them on screen and not have to, like, calculate them outside of the game. Hmm. There's whole systems dedicated to, if you catch the same Pokemon over and over again, you'll trend upwards and tend to get better IB stats, hmm. um, increase the likelihood of getting shinies. There's a lot of stuff that's built to basically be like, do you want to make the best possible team? Here is the this, the tools to make it easier to do that. Hmm. And I've been really excited about that. It's I've been having a really good time obsessively collecting things, and I've been enjoying it. Um, as of recording this, you've not had a chance to to no. really play yet, but no. you've got a copy showing up uh, before this episode goes up. So, Oh,
2: okay, yeah, I will at some point air my feelings about that.
0: In- indeed, I hope I hope you enjoy it. I-, I hope so. I played an awful lot of Pokemon Go to make it worth it. Indeed, i've i've been I've been having a good time. Uh... What about you? What have you played this week? Ah, uh, well, I finished Starlink. Ah, how how do you feel now you've finished that? It's <laughs> not a very good game, really. It's a real shame, because
2: <clears throat> those first few planets, I was fucking loving it. Yeah, so the the, the sort of first two or three planets are possible to one sort of 100% complete, bar what you mentioned about the whole taking off and coming back to the planet, and you'll find that the crash ships are back.
0: Yeah, so which... which- yeah, I was willing to, like, put up with that. Yeah,
2: the, I mean, the real problem with that is that they will only give you one, uh, I think it's Nova?
0: Uh, the blue currency, The, the blue thing. currency.
2: Yeah. Um. So they'll only give you one of those, whereas something like defeating um, the excavators will give you a lot more. Yeah. Um. And al- although you could say it's a slightly harder fight, by the time you get to the end of the game and you've leveled up a ship and a couple of weapons, you're... Pretty much untouchable. Yeah. Um, the only thing that really irritated me was things like the spires, because some of those spire puzzles do require you to have different elements, which well, we, don't we don't have. we would have on the Digital Deluxe, but not on the physical copy which we've got. Um, so I just gave up <laughs> on those entirely. In fact, sort of basically towards the end I went, I'll go to that planet, I will defeat the Prime in as little time as possible, and then I will just leave it. I might set up an armoury so that there is um, some automatic defence if a new prime comes back and I'll get some assistance. But really, that was all there was to it. And, and, yeah, I I, I ended up just sort of bowling through and and quite quickly sort of got to the end. I mean, as as soon as you can start taking out the primes, um, as long as there's no primes on a planet, the Dreadnoughts are easier to beat. Once you've defeated all the Dreadnoughts and set up, um, I think it's three Atlas uh towers um mm-hmm. on on three separate planets. You can go to the final boss and I beat the final boss in about two or three minutes. There yeah. wasn't really every fight before that had been much more interesting. The the ending wasn't all that sort of final cinematic. Uh I went and did the finish the Star Fox missions and I apparently I was already sort of maybe seventy five percent of the way through those already and, and sort of hadn't really realised. Um. Yeah, I finished all the, the all of that, and then it sort of kicks you back to the uh, normal star map, <clears throat> and it's it's like, hey, we're gonna throw some dreadnoughts at you because uh, Grax's forces are still out there. You defeated um, him, but not his supporters. You, this is basically your your sort of the first order coming in and trying to clean up things. So basically, every I think it's about sort of every. A half an hour to so an hour, you'll get a, a, a dreadnought show up. So it just goes, here's more content slowly happening. But It's not, though. It's just the it's, same fights you've had yeah. already over and over again if you want to maybe power up more ships or if you want to sort of make sure that you've got enough uh, of that blue currency so that you can like get yeah. other things. But without the rest of the... Uh, without the uh, three extra pilots you would need to get the... Um, to get that sort of that particular locked content from behind the uh, or, or the power ups for the I can't remember the equinox, was yeah, the ship? Equinox. Um, yeah, without being able to power up those three things, I have no idea what any of that does or if it's even relevant. Um, I couldn't really do any of the uh, floating uh, space hulks because most of them seemed that the, tr- the treasure was going to be in, in gravity chests, and I haven't got any stasis yeah. weapons. So it's maybe maybe 20 to 30 hours of gameplay um, If you can get the digital version, definitely. If you can get maybe a second-hand version, and I reckon there's going to be a lot of second-hand mm-hmm. versions. Maybe not so much of the Nintendo exclusive one, but certainly I would well, reckon the PS4 honestly, and Xbox. Here's, here's
0: the thing. I might just wait six months and see if those pilots that we need to unlock that other content and a couple of the weapons just show up second-hand in mm. CEX, because if I could get those on the cheap, I might go back in and play this, because... The problem I'm having is the way I was really enjoying that pl- that game is a really nice meditative, I'm just going to kind of 100% everything. Oh. I'm going to slowly take my time and just like, yes, I did this planet. And I don't like the thought of having to just sort of okay, I did the the, the thing on the planet, okay time to leave, go, 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 go do the next thing. There is a certain
2: level of um sort of like timed stuff later yeah. on anyway because if you don't clear the planets of primes you will find that fighting the dreadnought in in orbit is harder yeah. and there is a very definite sort of countdown to when the next prime will be sent down on a planet so if you're trying to 100 percent all of the planets you might find that the last one you go to is absolutely overrun and it's going to take you forever to clear and by the time you've cleared it it will have done the same yeah. to the other two that you went on so it, there is a certain degree of you have to do that with
0: a certain level of speed. It, and then you
2: can come back 100% it
0: sounds like this game maybe just isn't for me like the, those first two planets were really my my speed they were what i wanted out of this game yeah,
2: i reckon you've got one more planet in this in this game that you would really appreciate and and then unfortunately i think I, that's probably it. i might
0: jump in and do planet 3 yeah but we'll see
2: yeah. Well, I, I I hope you can enjoy it. What else have you played?
0: Well, we played a bunch of things together. Um, our Sunday afternoon was card games. So many card games. We did so many trading collectible card games. We did that. Uh, which one do we want to talk about first? Well, we'll do with the one we played first, which was Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, this was your first time doing a Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, it was wasn't my it? First time doing a Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, so we were not playing up-to-date modern rules Yu-Gi-Oh by any stretch of the imagination. Um. For anyone who's played Yu-Gi-Oh! and wants to know roughly where we were, like, what stage of Yu-Gi-Oh! existence we were playing, Uh, we were doing two decks that had, they had normal monsters, effect monsters, magic trap. Uh, We weren't, we hadn't gone as far as even, like, uh, synchro summons, like, we stayed pre-synchro summons in the ruleset stuff we were doing, so. Yeah, how'd you you find Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, it's, it's... Not an overly complex... or well, the version we were
2: playing was not an overly complex yeah. uh, collectible card game. I can see how, if they'd wanted to... They, there's a lot of reading in it.
0: Yeah, And no. the print's quite small. It's why I gave you the deck I did first before <laughs> swapping you to the other one, is I didn't want to overwhelm you with, oh my god, there are so many words on every card.
2: It's a very small print.
0: Yeah, it, it's very, like, every card can do oh. a bunch of things. Yeah. Um... It, there was definitely a bit of like I, I I threw you in without like much sense of oh this combos with this in the yeah deck and there that there stuff, was but... some stuff
2: where because I hadn't had a proper look through the deck before we started or any real understanding I didn't know what to look for in my deck as opposed to going yeah. I'll put this out and then if it dies it dies um, whereas later on I I was getting the hint of or or we swapped decks for the last yeah. couple of games and I'd sort of at that point I understood that hey, if I find this, I can use this, this, and this. If I get that, I can power it up into this
0: later yeah. on. So for anyone who's never played yu gi oh like the very basics of it are, um, it's, it's kind of, you've got monsters, you can put out one per turn. Certain monsters, you have to get rid of monsters to be able to get them out. If your monster's stronger than the one you're attacking, you destroy it. If it's in attack, when it's destroyed, you lose points. If it's defence, you don't. Magics and Traps are sort of like instants and uh, what sits in, in Magic the Gathering. It's not an overly complicated game other than just the fact that like all the cards have a wall of text. Um, yeah. I think if we were to play again, I could definitely show you with those decks, like, hey, here's the things that combo if you want to give it a go. Ooh.
2: I mean, I, I... I... I was getting the hang yeah. of it. I think you know it just would have Indeed. meant more games, that- and we were keen to get onto other ones.
0: Indeed, that last game we played though went back and forth really nicely. Like it did. It
2: didn't a- help that the, I think the first two games we played, one went really, really in your side, in in like
0: like a couple of rounds. Yeah,
2: and the other one went really, really my so- side. So we, I think we. More shuffling was required. Yeah, we, we we were playing
0: there. a couple of pre-made decks that weren't terribly well shuffled and poor starting hands kind of made us have some yeah very one-sided games. But we like did the thing where we like dealt it out into like eight piles and mm. shuffled it up properly. And... Well, also,
2: it didn't really help that I didn't have any idea what I was looking at to go, I think I should mulligan this.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, But no, like... I feel like we had a relatively painless introduction to Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Would you be up for trying that again at some yeah, point? Yeah, sure. Huzzah! Hooray, I got to play Yu-Gi-Oh for the first time in goodness knows how many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we played some Pokemon TCG. Yeah, so we've done this one before. We have? Um, yeah, this went well. We had, we had a good I couple games. I won a game. Wow. I won one as well. Yay! Yay. Um, so yeah, you've got that deck that's got the, the, the moon legendary in it that does like... 40 damage for every energy card on it, and...
2: Something beginning with an L. I the the evolved it.
0: thing of Cosmog. That was it. Yeah, yeah. a Cosmog's evolved form that does, like, fucking wreck shit.
2: Yeah, and there's a couple of bewares in there as well, and... um yeah. Is
0: it Teliursa? It's not.
2: It's uh,
0: no, uh, Stuffle? Stuffle, that was yes, it. Yes. I um, knew it
2: was a bear-based one. <laughs> yeah,
0: so we, we were both playing with pre-built, um, like, decks as they came. Uh, the one I was playing with was the... Um, the deck that the thing on the box is nine Ninetales.
2: It's it's the Sun and Moon series, um with uh, the Alone Ninetales on the front.
0: Yeah, so that it's it's the one that had like Buffaloon, which is a really good um like yeah, basic with that. A really good basic, uh, <laughs> normal type to get out. Um oh. yeah, we had to, we had some good games of that again. Yeah. I, I continue to enjoy that. It it's a relatively simple yeah. game. Um it can get very lopsided very fast. Mm. Like, it's one of those, if someone gets out a thing that's doing 130 damage at a time, you have very limited time to build up a new strong creature to yeah. stand up to it.
2: Yeah, and in that first game you managed to get that bouffant powered up pretty darn quickly. Oh god, yeah,
0: no. I... So I was like, uh no. Well, the thing you were saying when I'm we were... I'm doing better
2: though. I'm yeah. The idea of how to strategize in that the, game.
0: The thing you were saying while we were playing was that you kind of got the idea a bit more about um, building up the things on your bench mm-hmm. and, like, sending some things out you know have no energy on them to be like yeah it's fine I'll just keep building this thing up that ready that will
2: block that will block you just for a round or so while I sort some other stuff out behind the scenes yeah and it it,
0: it showed in how you were playing you yeah, you were okay. doing I can get the hang of these things we yeah. just need to play more of them I felt and the last one we played was just Magic the Gathering yeah. which I'm the newbie on and I felt like I was getting my hang a bit, a bit better than I normally do I let you play with my black and white deck. I know that helped know. but like <laughs> Well, I'm not talking so much about winning or losing.
2: More but that, like, I understood what I was doing. Well, the other thing is you've been on the receiving end of that deck a few times, so I imagine yeah. you've got a pretty good idea. And I was able to sort of go, "This is in there. It does this. This is how you can use this and this," and sort of talk you through about how that deck specifically yeah. works. Because the other thing is, I'm so used to playing with that as my deck. Yeah. Um. When there were there was there was a. a I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been a, a dragon's something, whatever the more one of one of the reasons, Dragon Gate. I think hmm. uh, was one of the recent series, and it was a pre-built deck from that season. And I think you'd played with it before. I don't think I'd ever played with it. I might have got it as a as a gift for someone else who yeah, I was trying no. to show Magic to, um, and somehow I ended up with it. Well, <laughs> um, but uh, but I didn't know how to play with it, so I couldn't advise you. Hey, you can do this and that and the other.
0: Yeah. Well, this this is the thing. Is I think when I was when you were first teaching me to play Magic the Gathering, it was very similar to where you were this weekend when you were learning Yu Gi Oh. Where the first set, uh, like first few games, are just trying to wrap your head around what is the basic rule set, and until you've really got that rule set down, mm-hmm. there's no point in learning. This is how, ha- like, trying to explain yeah. how a deck works. Mm. Whereas, like, I think we left it just long enough that I was like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to learn how, what things combo in a deck, and I did alright with it.
2: Well, I mean, the the point is with Magic, you played it enough now that you
0: understand the lands and the creatures and things. I know there that, might
2: be a few questions, yeah, but... I know
0: that creatures have summoning sickness, and yeah. if they can fly, then you need a flying or a reaching to mm-hmm. stop them. Yep. Yeah. Them reach. I'm, I'm I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah, that black and white deck is pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, no, that one that has like lots of weak creatures, but they can all do reach. They can do they, de- they, they can can all, like, fly, yeah. or they can be unblockable
2: to anything but yeah. black creatures. So. Oh, how was
0: it? Yeah, it's yeah. lots of like chipping away damage and re- rebuilding health if you try. And do oh yeah, me.
2: I I think the the most badass game I ever had with that. I ended up with something like uh, just. I think it was something like 11 creatures on the field that couldn't be blocked by anything my opponent had. Yeah. My health was up to somewhere in the 80s. <laughs> and it, they they were just somehow just hanging on, but it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I,
0: I can see how that deck works really nicely, <clears throat> but yeah. It, it it upsets people. <laughs> I I had a really good time doing all of our card games this weekend. I did too. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I would very much enjoy, uh, at some point... Learning to maybe put together a deck of my own from the cards you have and have, like, go through with you and be like, like... There's enough of them, so... Yeah, so... And we'll... I feel
2: like blue doesn't get enough love, so I think you'd probably be able to find something in the blue. Because I think you'd probably get on quite well with blue. What what type of
0: thing do blue do? There's
2: lots of counter magic and very sort of, like, thoughtful spells in there and stuff. And, yeah. and also, like, drawing more and more cards. There's Ooh. a lot of that.
0: I I like I like very um, card economy heavy heavy yeah, things. Blue but... might be my jam.
2: Well, the only thing with Magic is really that you you can only have so much in your hand at the end of it, so yeah. you can risk the fact that you kill yourself by having too many cards. I
0: I've played many a Yu Gi Oh deck with a similar uh, risk reward mm. mechanic. I think I could manage it, but uh, yeah. but
2: that's something yeah. we can sit down and do sometime. I mean, when I play play with my my big old green deck. <laughs>
0: I want to Oh sorry, yeah, go
2: on. I mean I, I had a go with my big old green deck. I think I need to do a little bit of refining on that. It's full of really, really powerful creatures and lots of ways of getting more land out so that you can start using them. But it feels like there isn't enough in there that's sort of there wasn't certainly there wasn't anything to do with any flying creatures that I came across. I would need to yeah. have a look through and work out if that's a thing. But that, um... that deck is primarily based on Get as much land in your hand as possible. Draw as many cards as possible, and fuck up your opponent with just like oh. hundreds of token creatures. Oh no,
0: you were wrecking! You were like wrecking with it because like I can see how that that works really well in that you had a lot of very fast land generation stuff that was like, aha! If you pay this cost, you can not only add two lands to your hand but play them this turn as well. And <laughs> you had enough land. Oh yeah, you had that card that was letting you untap your land when I untapped mine at the start of the turn. Yeah. So you were like, do all these crazy things with all my cost, and then start. And the next turn, oh, I can do it on Laura's it's fine. turn as well. I can untap
2: everything. It doesn't matter if I've attacked with everything. It's all fine. I just get to untap on your untap step. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful. It card. took
0: me a bit of getting around that. <laughs> it's a shame I've only got um, one of them, and <laughs> it's a very old card now. But um. Yeah, no, uh, the only other thing I was going to say about our card gaming weekend was I want to take the time to look through my Pokemon cards properly at some point and uh, try and build a deck for myself (gasps) rather than using a pre-made one because I I really enjoy building decks and I've not done that in anything in a while. I've got a lot of Pokemon Hmm. cards. Um, So yeah, what else have you played this week?
2: Oh, I started playing Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition again. It's been a while, I was ready to come back to it.
0: Yeah. you you were saying that like you think you maybe just played too much of it at once yeah.
2: before. <laughs> I, I played it almost constantly for like two or three weeks.
0: Yeah, I would I would wake up and you were already downstairs having a play before work. I was yeah. like, oh hello <laughs>
2: Yeah, I woke up around seven thirty, I needed to wee so I decided to just come straight in here and think I haven't had a snuggle in a couple of days. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so um So, yeah, it was time to have a little bit of a go of that, and it's been nice to do the whole feeling like a badass, and I'm going through now and starting to sort of power up all all of the characters so that I can do a bit more of the um, adventure mode, because obviously adventure mode starts sort of picking and choosing around characters from throughout the full roster, so... Like, if you want to gain extra hearts for the character, it helps if you power them up first. So I'm sort of going through at the moment and and slowly leveling
0: up some of the characters that just I haven't really played as. It it's a good game at making you go, oh, I guess I should give this character a bit more time, and Mm -hmm. like making you play them enough that you realize what's kind of fun about them, or at least getting enough money
2: that you can pay to send them to the dojo and power them up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what else have you played? I think that's it for me, really. Like, Yeah, I just played a lot of Pokemon. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, the only other thing I played was I played Minecraft on the stream last week. Oh, how that go? I think I, I distressed everybody with my childhood trauma. Um, basically, the last few weeks I've noticed coming up in my timeline uh, from about four years ago that I had nearly finished the Minecraft map I've been working on all year. Yeah, uh, it is a um, it's a look at life through the eyes of a child with depression and and how they navigate the world and and some of the unpleasant things that can happen uh, in a, in a in a lifetime.
0: It's a little intense in places, in it. Yeah,
2: I I I like fairly early on. I was like, content warning for this, and then I <laughs> I literally <laughs> spent. As I was sort of um completing a mission and sort of triggering the next thing, I was going, "Oh, and content warning for this. Oh, and content warning for that. And I just spent the entire thing just going, content warning for this. And then when I uploaded it to YouTube, it's like, content warning for this, 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 this. I'm sorry. It might be a bit much for some people. Um But it was nice to play a bit of Minecraft. It was... Cool to revisit that world I made. Yeah. I spent so much time on it.
0: Yeah, it's a creative thing that you put a lot of a lot of your heart and soul into making. Yes, quite literally. Uh, <laughs>
2: ah, yeah, so it was nice to get... I wouldn't mind playing a bit more Minecraft. It, again, that was another thing that I played intensely, or at least worked in intensely for a very long time. yeah. Um, and I had some bad experiences around the Minecraft and the Minecraft community, which sort of made me want to step away from a lot of that, I think. That's but totally fair. It's it's still a game. It's still chugging along with, with new content constantly. So, you know, I wouldn't mind maybe stepping in and seeing
0: what's going on again. I wouldn't mind jumping in with you at Ooh. some point. I have not played to player Minecraft in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be nice to have a player too. Hype, hype. So, Ooh. is that everything we've played? That's all the things we've <gasps> played. Well, time for this.
2: Available now on six compact discs. Greatest Hits of Furrydom. An album of just furry songs. Who can forget great tracks such as... Ah, oh, Scritchin'! Yiff fit, yiff fit, yiff it, yiff fit, baby! Here we go, boop de snoot. Hey, hey, scritch me um baby! And many, many
0: more. Now, our next item up for bid is this clock shaped like a funny face. Uh, We'll start the bidding at three pounds.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, Uh, yeah. Yes, to the person in the back, three pounds. Okay, and we're over there, five pounds. Do I see seven pounds? Oh. Oh, was that seven? Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. I think there was seven there from the person at the back there. Um, and a nine. I, 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 sold to the person at the back for 11 pounds. Yay. I believe you are the highest bidder. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So. <gasps> what.
2: have huh? You. Put in your eye
0: spaces. What have I put in my eye spaces? In your um, eye spaces. So today I started watching something new. Uh, as the day that we were recording this, I think it went up, mm-hmm. um, I started watching Netflix's She-Ra series. Ooh. So this is by the same people that made Voltron, which I've been very much enjoying the Net- Netflix Voltron. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely feels very, very in tone. Like you can tell it's made by the same people, in that mm-hmm. it's once again. Here's a sort of um action action based cartoon, based on an old property, but with a lot more diversity and like a nice solid pace of humour to it. Mm-hmm. Um so I was never a She Ra person really, so like I don't know how this compares to previous incarnations of this character's uh, plot or anything. Wasn't She Ra
2: a bit like before your time anyway?
0: Oh yeah, no, She Ra was pre my time. i yeah, so I I don't know how this compares to previous incarnations of the character, but um the the opening couple of episodes I'll keep this like very early plot stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, basically Shira was uh, like uh, that's not like the actual character's name I can't remember her name, but uh, Adora. Yeah, Adora. Well done you. Um, Adora basically like was was found by some people and she's raised by basically the the fascists of the world to be like. She's she's you know lived lived on the a fascist side of a war for her whole life, being trained up to be a general, and she's like, no, she's happy. She's got friends. Like she's like, no, no, no. We're going to we're gonna go kill all those evil princesses because they are magic wielders that pose a threat to society, and as such, I'm training up to you know I'm gonna go beat them. And one day she gets she accidentally stumbles upon this sword, and then basically ends up seeing what the other side live like, and it's like, oh! Everything is actually really good here, and everyone's just, like, living their lives. I've been led to believe that you are evil, and that I'm supposed to kill you all. And then she sees her own side roll in and destroy everything and be evil fascists. And oh. she's basically like, oh, shit, no, I should probably stop you. And then she becomes she and goes like, oh, I'm gonna stand up to the fascists that I thought were right because I'd never actually seen what we were fighting against, mm. i have been very misled. It's a nice, like, person who is on the wrong side because, like, just that's all she's ever been taught. Sort of flipping sides. Um, there is some nice tension in that she's, like, the whole time she's, like, grown up her whole life in this, like, fascist camp. Best friend to- this whole time... And they're like, nope, we will always stand by each other, always stand by each other. She ends up turning on and going like, no, just stop for two minutes and look at what we're doing. These are peaceful people that we are killing for no reason. Her friend's like, but you ran away from home and you're supposed to come back with me. Why are you leaving me? And she's just really sad that she's been abandoned. Um, And it ends up like, she, she now has to fight against her friend in the fascist group because her fascist friend... Never saw what was happening. She don't know what's going on. It's 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 an interesting little back and forth balance. Um, and I would definitely
2: need to see it. But it, it sounds like it follows sort of a, a certain feel of uh, the original intro, yeah. except without the fact, without the needing of five episodes of freaking he man, yeah, in the crossover
0: uh so far, this has made zero references to the existence of anything in the he man universe, sure. and I'm very okay with that um early episodes, one thing I really latched onto that I really enjoyed is um the um what what's her name adora 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 um her first experiences with the princesses and not the people she grew up with. I got serious um, trans girl getting to come out for the first time vibes. Aww. In a lot of it is very like, oh, oh, things are really there's cute things and 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 nice things and I'm I'm a I'm allowed I don't to- have to play with tanks and swords. No, I don't have to play with tanks and swords. I can I can have some fruit and, and be pink and pet a horse. And there's a lot of like, there's, I got big like big trans girl energy. I needed it. It was good. Um,
2: <laughs> well, you know. We've all met a boyish lesbian.
0: Indeed. Um, uh,
2: what's, was that the correct thing that someone described was looking
0: at? Yeah, boyish lesbian. Uh, it's mm. but like no, I I really I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, the general arcing plot seems like it's going to be: hey, there's a bunch of princesses out there. They've gone to just protecting their own realms. We're going to go and. Unite
2: the left. Yeah,
0: we're going to unite the left to take down the fascists and hopefully convince my friend, who is still a fascist, to stop for five minutes and look at what the fuck she's doing and maybe stop being a fascist. Okay, serious question.
2: Is Hordak in it?
0: Uh, I don't think I've met anyone by that name yet.
2: Who or what is Hordak? He would basically be, if not leader, like the supreme general of of the, the fascist forces.
0: Oh, sort oh! Of a weird skull Hordak, face guy. Yes, no, no. Yes, Hordak is in this. Okay. Yes. Um. I. I. I sorry. I'm very early on in this. That's Names fair. haven't stuck in my head yet. I, I know that feeling. Um. Yeah. No. H- Hordak is in this. Uh, he is. He is still the leader of the the fascists. He's very hands off. He's just. He controls the magic that the the fascists have. Mm-hmm. Like he he's very like. I gave you my your magic, and I can take it away. Sort of mm-hmm. energy to him. Um mm. but Hordak is is in it. Uh there's Flying Unicorn Pegasus, which is amazing. Quite right, too. Um and Alicorn Yes. Yeah. Um I really like a lot of the response of um <laughs> trying to convince the left, like, hey, she she I know she's one of the fascists, but like trust us, she's gonna save us all. Trust America? trust trust her. Don't 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 panic. Don't panic that we brought a fascist in here. She's 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 good. I mean now. that's understandable.
2: Yeah. Um oh the other thing I wanted to know. Um so when she holds the sword aloft and becomes human um What does she mention Grace Because uh, obviously she, that would be the only She, lady she does for you.
0: mention Grayskull. It's um for the honor of Grey Skull, yeah, as okay. opposed to uh, for the power of Greyskull. So there, skull. there
2: is a, a one single vague oh, there reference. There is but there's no with ref- no clarification. Oh, there's for no clarification
0: as I mean. to what Grey Skull is, and yeah. I think that they're sort of retconning it out of existence because um they talk about the old ones as like some race that came before that is like the 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 race that this Grey Skull thing has to do with. It's like, but they they've not been around for thousands of years. Like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. The gist I got is that the He-Man universe was thousands of years ago and we're not just, just not going to bother with it.
2: Well, we'll see if we encounter Hordak
0: boss. Well, uh, okay, okay, well... I've seen no references to He-Man yet, and I've just—I've been having a good time being like the, the girl power empowerment anime that has awesome. like has serious Voltron vibes. More of that, yeah. I'm, I'm not very far in. I think you would enjoy this. I, I knew I would. I didn't know it started yeah. yet. Uh, it literally we came could out perhaps today. Perhaps watch it together. Ooh, should we? I'll I'll pause where I'm at, and we'll start watching it together over dinners. Yeah, um, it's one of those. I knew. I did you. Did you ever try watching Vault, the Voltron series? Not yet. No, no, because that was why I started watching it. Is I know I've mentioned, I've I've praised the Voltron series before, and uh-huh. it's just not seemed to grab you. So I was like, this yeah, is but fair. I
2: didn't much care for old Voltron, whereas I, I did watch old. Chira. Okay,
0: that's fair. I never cared about Voltron either. Like this Netflix reboot got me invested in Voltron, and I was like. This is a very Voltron show, so I wasn't sure if it'd be a jam, but... See,
2: I grew up having to watch He-Man because I wasn't allowed to watch or play with Care Bears.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I, am well aware of the... I, I engage with this media because I'm not allowed to engage with the other media. Yes, I wanted Care Bears and I now have a grumpy there. No. But yeah, so I, I've been enjoying She-Ra, I'm maybe three episodes in, and I'm more than happy to restart from the beginning to watch along with you. Yeah. Yay! Yay. What about you what you been watching? Oh, uh we well, watched the new Doctor of... It was a good episode this week. It was. Week. Um yeah, so the most well, yeah, the the episode um it was about the 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 um, partition, the uh, divide yeah. I would suppose, yes. uh, the
2: um the Pakistan India um
0: border wall or border yeah. being... It continued a theme I've been really enjoying in this series of Doctor Who. White of, people suck. Well, just... <laughs> ge- yes. <but> I, like, <laughs> generally, like... I like that this series has more than once gone, hey, we could create space aliens to be the villain, but, like, humans do fucked up shit yep. too. Like... It's not shying away from the fucked up shit that people do. Yeah. Um, often white people, often, usually white often, people. Often, <laughs> often white people are involved, but just like generally, people people do shitty things and yeah. are very and, and are often more more monster than the scary aliens that have come down. Yeah,
2: very much so. Um, yeah, again, I, I like that it didn't shy away from that sort of thing. And I imagined, as I watched it, I just imagined it, uh, a million. Neckbeards screaming out and being suddenly silenced <laughs> uh
0: y- you know what I really like about this new doctor as well, particularly with this series doing so many mm-hmm. real world history stories is that Whitaker's doctor who is who is a white woman um doesn't go in and just like solve all of history's problems, and it turns out the doctor this white person was actually the hero of this event like yeah, they've managed to avoid doing that at every turn, mm. which has been really nice mm. um like, you also
2: you also mentioned the the historical thing yeah. there it's it's been mentioned a few times that like originally Doctor Who was meant to be a sort of way to educate children yeah. about moments from history yeah and it feels like this series is very much sort of stepping into that and also having some of the sci-fi fantasy and stuff but again very much with that sort of m- nice moral base
0: yeah i I, good. I really enjoyed like the alien stuff they did with this episode mm. didn't suggest that the aliens were any part of what happened nope. in history they were just their own separate plot Mm-hmm. And, that it was actually a really nice plot. mm mm-hmm. And yeah, no, like, I, I just, I've been really enjoying these moments where, like, the Doctor has either had to not step in, or has had to tell, um, Uncle What's-His-Face, um granddad not not to step in and just go like mm. no it's not our place to fuck with this this is yeah a moment in human history that happened and we are we were not involved mm. this this moment happened the way it happened
2: yeah um yeah i'm i'm really liking all of that stuff i'm i'm and apparently the viewing figures are, are showing that as well so i'm i'm glad yeah. that it is getting that sort of recognition Ooh. even if it is generating an awful lot of online bollocks it
0: is but like i'm I'm enjoying Doctor Who more than I have in a long time, like oh, I basically given up on dr who yeah i I enjoyed I enjoyed Eccleston and Tennant, and like after Tennant finished, I just dropped all like dropped away more and more and more. Mm-hmm. I watched
2: Eccleston because I was just happy to have Doctor Who back after so long yeah i I wasn't really into it, but I was just like wanted to know what's gonna happen next and what's good with that. Uh, I like Tennant because I like Tennant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I quite like uh his aesthetic in that show. Mm. Um, which made me do a sort of um, gender swapped version. <laughs> there is, there are several pictures of me online with uh, my trainers, my sort of um, pinstripe trousers, Aww. and they, uh, the, uh, my little denim waistcoat holding my sonic screwdriver. Um, didn't like Matt Smith at all. Didn't, didn't particularly no. care for any of that at all. It- hated Clara and like we, we've I, I talked did, about our hate we, for Clara, we have yeah. mentioned this before but I didn't watch Capaldi uh, I watched maybe two or three episodes of Capaldi and then just stopped <laughs> Cap- Capaldi's a great actor who mm-hmm. had nothing to work with yeah he, he, um,
0: he's a great actor, He's he was <laughs> would, could have been a great doctor, but he was so badly written. Ma- Matt Smith, my problem with him is that... Like, my problem with him, I boil down to Fish Fingers and Custard, it was... Lolso random. They were trying to be too lolso random mid-2000s, and it just didn't land for me. Um, yeah, I mean, there there are some interesting ideas in
2: there, Yeah, but it... Uh, it was just done badly. It was all, it all feels like it was terribly wasted.
0: Oh. Uh, one other thing I will say about this new episode, that line about please ignore all, all references to, uh, gen- <laughs> to my prior gender. Um, I got a kick out of that as a trans person, just like, no, 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 I, oh no, did I just reference being a different, uh, previously assigned gender? No, they're all in jest. Uh, historically, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. But, I I love making jokes like that. Oh no. I love making jokes about that too, but like the number of people I have seen sharing that on Twitter being like um when you accidentally when you in, accidentally acknowledge yourself pre-transition around people you're not out to and it's just like, "Oh no, all references are in jest." Uh, I mean, it, I, had I, a I assume
2: everyone knows anyway, so I oh. like making jokes like that. Oh, indeed. Because very often you get people just going Wait, can I laugh at that? Right? Yes, you can laugh at that. Yeah. I said it. You don't get to make that joke, but <laughs> indeed,
0: it may not be where I'm at now. But like <laughs> that line was like, "Aha, I have been there, my friend." <laughs> like here's the thing: I was so worried with this season <laughs> of Who that like I thought episode one we were gonna get shitty transphobic joke that would mm-hmm. like put me right off. This is the first joke we've had about about the the uh, the gender the, the gender I- situation. Oh, I sound like such a fucking cis person when I call it the gender situation. Now there's
2: an episode of Doctor Who I want to see. The gender situation.
0: But, like, you get what I mean. Um, I was so expecting it to go so wrong, and I've been, like, the one joke they've made landed for me. I've been so happy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So do you want to speak about another show that we've watched that really hasn't done terribly well?
0: So this almost didn't make the show this week. Uh, We sat down to have Dinner. dinner. Before we recorded, and we sat down to watch episode one of season two of Good News, mm. which we enjoyed. Season one of Good News, it was all right. It I was wasn't, I wasn't that into the first season. Uh, it, it was an all right comedy that like was hitting some of my journalism buttons. Hmm. Um, yeah, we started watching the the new season. And we got, like, ten minutes in, and there's a whole section where it's like, oh, they're changing up the... Oh, there's the... a transracial person, uh, uh. Uh, and a
2: a a gay dog, and... Yeah. Um, so, the, hmm,
0: the... Uh, someone makes a, uh, did you just assume my gender joke, basically. Yeah, so the whole deal is that they're changing up the structure of the newsroom, and it's becoming a panel show. And, like, I can see what the joke was meant to be. It was meant to be, we're creating a, a deliberately... debate. We're creating false debate and a deliberately antagonistic um newsroom to draw in views and yeah. I'm like okay I get the joke but I didn't need um oh is not isn't isn't it funny that we have a transracial person and a gay dog that was in the military and uh Black woman who was against what was she against? Uh, was it against the military? I think and um, she was against lots of things. Lots of, um, lots I think she things. was a
2: Satan worshiper as well because she mentioned sacrificing oh, goats. Yeah. Um. There was the, there was the sh- chef person um that who... refused to
0: bake a cake for a
2: gay dog wedding. Yeah, and the, the the gay dog was the dog that was getting married. Um, and then that person uh, gets. Um, referred to as he, and they uh, respond that they're that they're, 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 they, they're female. But like,
0: I'm pretty sure he the, the, they, that, person, the, that that they that actor.
2: Sure firstly, that, that actor, as far as we are aware, is mask.
0: So well, that mask presenting actor, I'm pretty sure they they reference themselves as masculine or were referenced as masculine and didn't didn't question it. Yeah, and then they question it later because it's a gag, and there's a person that doesn't believe that. Obama existed, and yeah. uh, oh, it—it
2: it was just—we got about two minutes into that scene and went, "No, fuck this." Yeah,
0: there was just a point where it was like, "No, no, no." You lasted I'm, longer
1: than I did. I'd already stopped paying attention about
0: a minute was, into that. I was watching, like, are they going to? I was hoping for a payoff where they like the 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 punchline was, isn't it? terrible that we did this and we shouldn't have done this and this was a terrible idea. Mm. And that just never... I was waiting for some, like, it to be smart enough to pull the rug out from under that and it didn't. Well, like, no. it didn't as far as we
2: got to and frankly,
0: I don't care we, enough. Yeah, we gave it longer than it deserved. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're not on board with that show now. We've, we've, we've stopped watching.
2: We, we, it means we've got room for she
0: Exactly. I'm very ready for She-Ra. And then... I need to get you watching The Dragon Prince after Shira. I think you'd enjoy that too. Okie dokie. Yay. Uh, what else do you watch this week? Uh, I
2: watched the new Nintendo minute about Katamari Rerolled. Yeah, it's looking pretty good, isn't it? Oh, I, want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I've um, been a fan of Katamari for a while. I'm sad that they've not been available on PC. And, like, I think we've only got an Xbox One in the house, so it's not like I can go and dig out try and find a copy of... I think it was Beautiful Katamari that came out for the Xbox 360. Uh,
0: we'll and I know that's not on the backwards compatible list. not on the backwards compatible no, I don't, I, I definitely don't have a 360 or an original Xbox. Oh, no. The Xbox One is the only Xbox we've got in the house.
2: Yeah, yeah. yes. Well, uh, yeah, so there, there wasn't an option for that. But I understand that Reroll is coming to Switch and PC, and since the Switch came out, I've been saying... That is a system that would do bloody well with a Katamari game, isn't it, chess? So yeah, I I watched I watched the uh, I watched Nintendo Minute playing that, and I am very hyped for December seventh when that comes out. That's going to be a lot of fun rolling Ooh. stuff up. I believe it's just a remaster of the, the of Katamari Dam- Damacy from the PS2 era.
0: Honestly, an HD remaster. of That's all I need. I never got to
2: play it because it never came out in English. So yeah. it's it's nice that there will be an option for that. I I although like I would I think I would like to try and play some of the others if they come out on a system and maybe this will be a thing maybe like with with Damacy Reroll coming out they will start going hey if that's popular enough maybe people will play you know a, a remaster of Beautiful or um, I think the other one's Katamari Forever yeah I would be I would be interested to see more Katamari games but they're a bit niche I don't know. How big the audience is, other than weirdos like me for, for for that sort of thing, we shall see. I I hope for the best, and I hope yeah. that there is more
0: Katamari games because I bloody love them. Yeah, I I would be up for a new Katamari. Oh. What about you? you? Watched anything else? Uh, I started watching a new YouTube channel I've been enjoying. Ooh. Um, so I discovered this through a Facebook video mm-hmm. that led me to a YouTube channel, which is uh BuzzFeed Ladylike. Okay. Uh, which is a couple of um Femme people on, on BuzzFeed mm-hmm. doing Femme related uh video content. Uh, okay. The video that brought me to their channel was a woman basically going, Hey, in in the uh there's a weird time of the year where you can't get stuff that is the right temperature so, I'm going to try and make outfits out of uh, pajamas because uh, pajamas are the only things that are uh, the right thickness of clothing for this time of the year. Ah, yes, I watched this with you. Yeah, so she like bought a bunch of um like lingerie, lingerie. and found uh, found ways to turn it into clothing. And she did a she did a good job there on her some I reckon. banging outfits there. Yeah, she found some cheap banging outfits made of lingerie that were like accentuated with a jacket maybe, mm-hmm. but um yeah and that sort of led me to the channel and it's it's a lot of very fun content i very much enjoy the the cast they've got mm-hmm. um it's all content that just it's all very feel good and not too heavy heavy-hearted and just mm. it's pleasant positive watching nice so i very much have enjoyed that channel what about you we sat down and watched black panther again oh yeah because that's a, bloody good film. It's a banger of a film isn't it it's a banger of a film it's a banger of a film it really is um the whole time we were going through we were just pointing out like oh i really like that that's a really cool thing they did like that film is beautiful it's it's colorful
2: it's um the the, um the the design of the world is beautiful the the pacing's really good the pacing's good uh it has an interesting antagonist oh, yeah, a no. couple of interesting antagonists
0: it's, it's we we were sort of comparing it to the our uh, discussion from the other week of kingsman the golden circle yeah. of i may not agree with every action that the antagonist took to get what they were after mm-hmm. but their general point was really kind of on point and yeah. like i couldn't i couldn't go and say you are completely without merit to yeah. their villain like
2: and especially like a couple of weeks after I had seen that whole Ted um Ted talk about the returning of the Native American war gods. Yeah. And more recently there was an article on I think it might have been The Guardian talking about um Egypt wanting the Rosetta zone stone back.
0: Yeah. Well like I think it's it's been out long enough to like talk Good. very mild spoilers about Killmonger's um aims, but like the two things are like, hey, These things that are in museums and not yours, no. And, hey, you're a country that has a lot of wealth and are, like, you know, just kind of sitting on it and not helping anyone with it. And there
2: are people like you around the world who are living in absolutely awful conditions, being horribly oppressed, enslaved, imprisoned. And you should be using your wealth
0: to help them. Now, I don't necessarily agree with his plan of how to help them, but, like... I, I'm like, no, you you are right in acknowledging that like they could be doing a lot to help, and they are just sitting in their little bubble, protecting themselves and not helping mm-hmm. anyone else. Yeah, and and I I remember the first time I watched it
2: being like, yeah, Charles a good king, but actually, like he doesn't always have the best ideas. It's generally <laughs> the women in his life that are sort of encouraging oh, yeah, him to be better.
0: Yeah, and like his here's, here's the thing. I cannot blame Killmonger for the, the way he feels that that problem should be solved. Mm. Of hey, there are black people all around the world who are being oppressed, and there is a nation hidden away squirrelling away all this wealth that they should be using to help them. Mm-hmm. I can't fault his reasoning for no, no,
2: and yeah. I hadn't, and growing up in the in sort of in the world he did, I can totally understand why he looked around the world and went. No, just yeah. no, just no. Like the 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 like the percentage of, of black people incarcerated in the American prison system, as a percentage, is fucking um, disgusting. Like there is a problem with the prison industrial complex in America. Full stop. But, but like the n- disproportionate level of.
0: Oh, uh, you know what? What statistic I heard recently that was like um terrifyingly shocking mm-hmm. was um. I believe it was California, in this most recent uh, midterm election, voted to return um, voting rights to uh, felons who have served their term and have been released as long as it's not for violent or sex crimes. So, apart from murderers and rapists, any felon can now vote in in California. Excellent. So the people have been wrongly arrested for a little bit of weed. So, we're generally talking felony conviction, non-violent felony drug convictions uh because of that 40% of the black men in california can now vote where they couldn't before fuck my that's name. fucking terrifying isn't it that that means 40% of black men in california had served their time Jeez. for felony conviction like non-violent felony drug offenses and was being refused their right to vote. Still, like that—that's—that's yeah. that's, that's black men being locked up for no fucking reason. Yeah, I mean, I'd give them some vibranium spears and let them loose on the
2: House Republicans.
0: Yeah, like I can't—I can't fault someone who goes, "Hey, weapons, maybe fight back." Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean the problem the reason I rarely take or wouldn't would never deliberately take a weapon into a fight is you never know if you might drop it and then the person you're having the argument with ends up picking it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's a thing. That's a good fucking film. It's a good fucking oh, film. It's a, it's a gorgeous film. Such a good, good soundtrack. So had beautiful. a point. Uh, Killmonger had a point. Uh have you watched anything else this week? Uh I think you've watched one other thing right now oh yes the we we
2: watched the uh the trailer for Detective Pikachu,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so my first thought on that trailer was little bit uncanny valley on the Pokemon, yeah, uh, I got over that really quick i I expected to feel weird about those Pokemon longer than I did,
2: um, I think there's something about the texturing. On them, like, I I can understand... Like, I've heard people going, oh, it's weird that Pikachu's got long fur. Pikachu's a fucking mouse. Yeah, Like, no. it makes sense. But there is something about the way that fur sits that
0: is a bit... I... <laughs> it, it doesn't feel quite right. I think that some of the Pokemon that looked least strange were perhaps ones like Charizard toward mm-hmm. the end, or maybe even that Psyduck that was in the trailer. Yeah. Um, that have less sort of floaty fur on them mm. tend to be a little less...
2: Yeah, but Although that Psyduck did kinda of remind me of that, uh have you seen the real world cosplay of Bert oh,
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> but like, the least actually the least weird looking one is Mr. Mime.
2: Yeah, but that is still pretty fucking weird. But,
0: that's pretty fucking weird, but like, not because of Uncanny Valley, no. but because Mr. Mime is creepy anyway. But, yes, that is true. But like a few seconds into that trailer, I kind of forgot about that because it was a really fun trailer. I want to cuddle that Jigglypuff. I oh, grumpy grumpy Jigglypuff was the best part of that trailer. I want that Jigglypuff to be a reaction image.
2: <laughs> I, I'm sure it probably is.
0: <laughs> um, I bloody love Jigglypuff. I I was I was in the camp who was initially a little sad about no Danny DeVito was Detective Pikachu, but Ryan Reynolds in that trailer was like. They were good.
2: Yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, what what the rest of that comes from. Yeah, I would probably watch that film.
0: As as I understand it, this is kind of like Deadpool. This is one of like Ryan Reynolds' like passion project. Like, I want to do this thing, and I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. And I'm like, you you did good acting, Deadpool. I I want to see you be an angry Pikachu.
2: Yeah. Well, I
0: I look forward to to seeing who how that goes. Yeah. I'm. I'm I'm glad that the first time they tried to do a live action Pokemon film isn't trying to be like the anime or the TV show that they're doing a weird side thing like this. Yeah. Like this feels like the thing that could work. Well, we shall see.
2: Yeah. I'm certain curious. Have you watched anything else? All of the things that I
0: watched. <gasps>
2: Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Where is
0: the sponsor? It's my underwear. Oh, is that 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 service? The the underwear they do the thing with the underwear every month. That right? is correct. Monthly thing with
2: the underwear. They will. Uh, they will. Steal a pair of your old tattered worn out underwear. You know the ones where the elastic's really gone oh, in the waistband? The ones that
0: I really should get around to replacing, but like... The one you have farted really, a hole in. Yeah, but like, I already have underwear. Why would I get rid of these ones?
2: Because they've got holes in and the elastic's yeah, and they're I, constantly well, that's, falling that's down. That's right, but I just never get around to Not that complain when so, your
0: so, underwear falls off. <laughs> oh, oh, what, are, what are my underwear going to do about this? Are they going to provide new underwear? They are
2: going to uh, steal pairs of your Old bonnet underwear and throw it away every month so that you will finally get around to treating yourself to some nice, clean, new,
0: not broken ones. And to be clear, this is not a service that sends you new underwear. No, no they, they just, just get, get rid-, rid of your shit. They get ones. rid of it. You've still got to do the work of replacing it with new stuff, but like you'll run out of underwear pretty quick. Exactly. You better get yourself some new ones, I guess. Yeah, otherwise you're going to have to go commando. Indeed, and you know, that's frowned upon in most work environments. Okay. So well, well, not all of them. I work from home. Uh, so where can we uh, find out more about this uh, new sponsored service, My Underwear? That's
2: MyUnderwear.org,
0: and uh, you can you can you can get yourself uh, the option to have some of your your old fatty underwear tossed out. Just click on the pair of Y fronts with the blue Yeti microphone stuffed in the front. Exactly. You can
2: also see the blue Yeti microphone because of all the holes in the underwear. There. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what kind of underwear it is. They'll throw out tights with holes in. They'll throw out boxes that have got a hole farted in them they'll they'll do anything they'll they'll throw out those pants where you've managed to completely bleach bleach the gusset they will do the lot they will get rid of anything you want this
0: uh so once again that's my underwear click on the blue yeti in the pair of pants and put in promo code queer and pleasant underwear do you want to stay
2: snuggled up warm and cozy but you got shit to do
0: Yeah, that's me.
2: Do you want to stay cosy in bed, but need to pop to the corner shop downstairs and grab some bread for breakfast? Maybe some hobnobs? This is a
0: problem I have all the time.
2: Introducing the duvet gown. A dressing gown with the thickness of a duvet, so you never have to leave behind that five more minutes in bed feeling, even when life demands you get up and do shit.
0: Oh, thanks now i can be in my duvet all day
2: duvet gown now available at all good restart tailors and many of the really
0: crap ones so jane uh-huh what have you put in your ears this week uh earplugs okay Shall i talk about what i've put in my ears what or have you, you put you... in your ears <laughs> Have you put anything in your earplugs in your ears uh, no, I don't
2: use any headphones because I have very bad ears.
0: What have you listened to this week? Um. <laughs> Are you I trying s- to find it still? Oh, it's not on there. Uh. Um, I've been. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's on the other thing. Uh, I've been listening to, um, some, um, atmospheric and progressive breaks mixes <laughs> on, uh, DJ Mithril's channel on YouTube. Uh, the, the sort of two main ones I, I really liked were Mind Maze, which is set eight. And point of no return, which was set eleven, and gosh, darn. I, I'm—I don't think I'd ever really listened to progressive breaks before as a genre, so it was nice to have that. It's a nice sort of sort of ambient, but with a bit a a, a nice breakbeat to it. So yeah, it's it's a little bit more upbeat than last week, but still quite sort of calm and chill, and and something you could listen on a, on a nice sort of chill day. Ah. Yeah, That's good. Good to work to, definitely.
0: That's good. What have you listened to? Uh, so I tried giving a podcast another go that I recommend... Uh, I've talked about on here before. So mm-hmm. I mentioned a podcast called Baby Geniuses, which is that one that I was a little off-put the first time I tried it because it wasn't what I thought it was from the marketing. Um, It's sort of marketed as like how we're going to find a random wikipedia page and like talk about this random topic of the week mm. and i tried jumping in and listening to a few more episodes of it i don't think it's just the it's not what i was expecting I, it it's trying to be too many shows at once and it doesn't seem to be giving any one of its focuses quite enough time okay which is a shame because I really like the dynamic of the hosts. They seem really nice. And each of the individual segments I kind of like. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of... As soon as I'm getting into... Okay, this is the, the beat of the show and I'm I'm enjoying it. It kind of stops and moves on. It's, okay. It's kind of a little too many things at once. Okay. So um, you
2: feel like they should have maybe picked slightly less subjects per episode? and
0: Possibly. Or maybe even just... It's not for me in that my brain is very like, I like to get into the thing and this is what we're doing and then we do that for the whole thing. I don't like when a thing I'm enjoying jumps around a lot. Okay. Um, I, I think it's less that like it's a problem with their show. I think it's my brain doesn't work the way their show sort of expects, mm. which is a shame because I like the components of it. So I would still recommend giving Baby Geniuses a try. It's a, like, it is a pleasant... It is a pleasant show to, to listen to It just, my brain doesn't work With it Aww. um, What about you, what do you listen to?
2: Um, I, given all this Sort of Katamari hype, I, I listen To a couple of tracks from the We Love Katamari album mm-hmm. I listen to uh, Katamari on the rocks mm-hmm. Which is awesome And Katamari on the swing mm-hmm. uh, They are Probably my two favourite tracks from that And constant circulation on my mp3 player and well my phone these days Uh, it's it's always fun when i'm at uh, when someone's gone to a party and then they've just gone jane you've got lots of music stick something on and i'll stick it on and it'll hit random and at some point you'll just hear the sort of the beatbox version (laughs) of the katamari theme going and people will be like what the shuttling fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> is it really good tune. I really like it, but I realise it's not for everyone. I'm sorry. What have you listened to?
0: Uh, mm, I've never listened to a huge amount else this week. Um, I continued listening to that uh, that podcast about cereal, The Empty Bowl. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just a really nice palate cleanser when, like, I was listening to it the other morning when I was having that morning where I was really stressed about a thing that was coming up. Mm. And I just needed to, like, not obsessively thinking in a loop about the thing that I was anxious about, yes. and he did a really good job at just being like, no, it's okay to just for 20 minutes or so, just, just not think. Just just turn your brain off for a bit. Nice. He was good at that. Uh, you listen to anything else? Nope, that's me done. Okay, I've got two other things. I've been listening to a bunch of uh, the Pokemon soundtrack just because I'm in that kind of mood because Pokemon review. <laughs> and uh, a really good track I want to recommend is uh, Breathe. By Champion and Vila um, from the album *Breathe*, it's a it's a really nice dance track. That's got a it's got the kind of beat to it that is very easy to stop and just relax and that sort of wash over you a bit. It's got sort of a waves in and out kind of feel to it, which is really nice. Uh, lyrically, it was what I needed last week. It's it's very lyrically about. Um, remembering to not be too hard on yourself and just take a minute to, to give yourself some space and have a breather. Mm. Um, It it talks about a lot of things that I find very, very close to myself about beating yourself up when you run out of creative ideas and when you're having a moment of, oh, what if this is it and all the creative ideas are gone forever and never come back? And just going, it's okay, just... just just breathe for a minute. Mm. Uh, it was a really good track. I enjoyed it a lot. I think you would really dig it. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's everything I've listened to. Awesome. Do you like heavy rock and metal music about what it's like to work in the IT maintenance industry? <laughs> Do you like your music angry at the fact your TV won't stop switching from scan to 16 by 9 mode? <laughs> Introducing Rage Against the Machine. Oh, uh, what? So, Sorry, um, apparently we've been misinformed about what kind of machine this band is raging against.
1: Yeah, I guess. Society? Yeah! <laughs> you join us here at the World Championships of Dad Jokes. Joining us here today are the reigning champions Barry
2: Higginbotham Hello
1: And Dave Cronin Right
0: Right Okay, okay, is is me first one, is me first one. Let me let me let me warm up with this one. A couple's walking in St. Petersburg Square on Christmas Eve. They feel a slight precipitation. I think it's raining, says the man. Oh, I think it's snowing, says the woman. How about we ask the communist officer over here? He's always right, exclaims the man. Officer Rudolph, is it raining or snowing? Definitely raining, Officer Rudolph replies. The man turns to his wife with a smile. See, Rudolph the Red knows rain, dear.
1: <laughs> and, uh, absolutely excellent opening round there for Barry. And, uh, let's see what, uh, what Dave's got coming up. Why do fish live in salt water? Cause Pepper makes him sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we go back to Barry. What's your retort there? Oh, oh well, I got a good one. Got a good one. What is Whitney Houston's favourite type of coordination? And <laughs> <laughs> I. See what you got, Dave. You know, I uh, I just think these jokes about opticians get cornier and cornier. <laughs> your retorts. What did the drummer call his twin daughters? Anna 1, Anna 2. <laughs> you, got, you got one more, you got one more, Dave? My friend got arrested for eating fireworks. It's okay, she was let off. <laughs>
0: right, I got one last one. I reckon this is going to be the one that's going to clinch this championship. Are you ready You have your dad joke shoes blown right off? Absolutely braced.
1: I brought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. (laughs) And the crowd goes wild. And the winner there, Barry. Barry's the winner.
0: Yeah, I'm having a fantastic time tonight. Can't wait to tell my friend Larry about this.
2: Yeah. Questions, um, it's time for questions. What's the questions? Uh, Becky Tuhill would like to know, uh, what have you made
0: that you feel was overlooked for how good it was? Okay, um, so a thing that, is, like, you go, this was amazing and no one paid attention to it. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I've, I've got one that, like, I think is a shame, was wasn't more of a thing, mm-hmm. um... I wrote a short story that I'm incredibly proud of that is out there on the internet somewhere called Fly or Fall. Oh, that's a good Um, one. Yeah, it was just like, it was a really short story that was, um, I believe it was based on a writing prompt that was something like, uh, 50% of the world has the ability to fly, but the only way to find out if you're in that half is to jump from a height that will surely kill you. Um, Yeah, and I just wrote this, this thing about someone who was walking up to a roof like, debating whether or not to take that risk to to leap knowing that they're either going to die or they might be able to fly and i feel very very proud of the 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 way i wrote that the sort of first person perspective writing style i i was just really proud of that and it it's a thing that like I, a few people have really enjoyed but it's largely not acknowledged. I'm like, I really thought that was something special. Hmm. Do you have a thing like that? Um, I guess, like,
2: early Stone Monkey Radio. Like, the, yeah. the, the Stone Monkey Radio live shows I did on YouTube. Um, Because I'd sort of kind of dropped out of doing stand-up comedy. I hmm. wanted an outlet for, like, comedy stuff that I, I could keep going with. Um and I felt like that sort of sketch skitty idea and pre-recorded and getting a chance to do that was really good. Um and then I sort of I suddenly something happened uh, after coming out that I just started getting more and more self-conscious about how I looked and I just yeah. refused to appear on camera for about four years. And then I started I I have on several occasions started writing. Uh, new Stone Monkey radios. The problem is a lot of it. Any any political stuff in the, in there has a very specific shelf life. Yeah. It's fine once you get it out there, people can tell the joke, but you can't tell that joke three years later if it's particularly related. Like I couldn't tell a David Cameron joke now, and yeah. I had some. Um, but like, um, I think the the real problem was the last one I did was while I was recovering from surgery. I'd written it before I went in, and I was like, yeah, I'll have all this free time to do creative stuff. And then I I recorded it, and I edited it, and I uploaded it, and I went, I'm happy with the artwork. I'm happy with a lot of the writing. I did not perform it well because I did not have any blood. And I, I'm a bit disappointed with that, and I feel like some of that got spoiled. And that, I don't know, I've struggled to get back to it since then. I think the most fun I've had since then was the
0: um, queer and pleasant stranger vision. Oh yes, that when... was very Stone Monkey Radio. It was very Stone Monkey yeah. Radio.
2: Um, yeah, and I had a lot of fun doing that and pissing about with, with puppets and uh, like conversations with puppets. That it's, it's it's a style I've never had to record before, and it was quite fun. <laughs> uh, it really really fun to edit and and actually record as well. So, yeah, um, I, that's any, any of those sort of Stone Monkey Radio, Queer and Pleasant Stranger vision things, because I don't think a lot of people really watched any of those, but they're out there, you know, on go, my go channel and them. yours. Yeah, go check them out. Yeah. Um, hi, Drop. Hi. hi. Uh, we'd like to know, uh, kind of a deep question, how do you see bad things that happen in life in the sense of everything happens for a reason?
0: Um, If I were going to try and look at it through that lens, I'd say everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is that there are horrible people in the world. Like, you just kind of have to come to terms with, like, yeah, I, I don't like to think... I, I, I grew up in a Christian household and was very much taught to be like, everything happens because of some grand plan. And honestly, I don't think that's the case, because it's... If you think that's the case there isn't really any way to justify pain and suffering and horrible things that happen. Hmm. The church tries to justify them as, no, it's tests put upon you by God, or it's the devil challenging your faith. And it's like, no, the truth is, people are sometimes really shitty, and, Yeah, yeah, sometimes people are shitty, and sometimes things happen for no reason, and we just have to be there for each other when stuff gets shitty.
2: Yeah. I don't believe that everything happens for a reason beyond cause and effect. Yeah, like that. That, as far as I would go with that, um, as part of therapy, something that I got taught was that you have to stop seeing things as things that have happened to you and see them yeah. as more as things that have happened. Like yeah. are things that happened in the world, they may well have happened were you not there. Yeah, it, and and maybe take some of those things less personally because they weren't about you you just happened to be there and it could have been literally anyone
0: yeah it's yeah. it's it's hard to let go of that sort of feeling of like control and purpose mm. but like you can drive yourself mad trying to rationalise things as happening for a reason mm. definitely
2: Uh, Jake and Marion would like to know, uh, knowing what gamer culture... uh, Knowing that gamer culture is kind of toxic overall, what is your favourite aspect of gamer culture, and why did you decide to... um, that this was the culture you wanted to
0: write about? Um, There's something really powerful about video games in that because they're interactive, they have a real sense of um, being able to put you in shoes, being able to sort of get you to have agency and play a part in something. And I really like the fact that like video games are a medium where two people could play the same game and experience it totally differently and have totally different valid experiences of it based on the agency they displayed. Mm. And I find that really interesting. And because of that, you can have conversations about games that are more than just, yeah, that was really good. You can be like, ah, but I did this, and this is why this changed my experience. Um, So I think that's, that's, A, a thing I really like about gamer culture is the ability to, like, have conversations about how we differently experience one piece of art. And it's also why I like writing, like, I like creating stuff about games, is games are so subjective because of their agency. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of the gamer culture per
2: se. Yeah. I've met some nice people as a result of a mutual interest in games. Uh I think you can fair tell a lot about a person by how much Zelda they've played. Yeah yeah. Um yeah. Ah, uh, and and writing about it, I don't know. It's one of the few things that I know well enough that I think I can write about with with any degree of yeah. sort of certainty.
0: It's the piece of media I enjoy engaging with, therefore I know enough about it to write about it. Yeah.
2: Uh, Darius Yona or Jonna, possibly. Uh, what's your favourite Gundam? Oh, Gundam... Gundam Unicorn. Uh, I like my pink and black and yellow <laughs> friend that I got for... Was it Christmas or whatever? Uh, oh, yeah, I, it was it. Around,
0: I think it was around Christmas.
2: Around yeah, Christmas New Year. Uh, oh, I think you'd got one for uh, October MCM last year, but I hadn't got around to building it, and then I got one... Because you were talking about building it or something like no, that? No, was
0: it May? It was May MCM. Oh, maybe it was May MCM. Because it was after we'd moved in here. It was. Yeah, so May MCM. It would have ah, been around like May, June. That would explain things. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think I, maybe it was the fact that I knew that you were going to MCM and I think I ordered one well in advance and into Boogie fucking Hee hee hee.
0: We got any more questions? Yes, we do. <gasps> oh, I'm vamping while you find them. Zaldera would like to
2: know, notches on phone screens, aye or nay? Um, I like my screen to be a perfect rectangle. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever had a phone with a notch in it, so I couldn't really say.
0: Yeah, I don't like the idea of part of my vision being obscured. I mean, that's, in in that's, most that's... media is, is displayed as a rectangle. That's true. Does, so does it sort of... Yeah, some of them will have, like, a thing that comes down a little bit and, like...
2: Oh, that sounds like it pissed me right off.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, like... <laughs> Unless you could, like,
2: move the space down and have that as blanked out, maybe? Yeah, no, the you can space can't... for more buttons. You like, can't so do on, that. There's part, of,
0: there's part of what should be screened that just, like, is covered by, like, the dipping bit. In which case, nay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Duncan, Duncan, Par- uh, Duncan Parker Newton Games would like to know, what's your favourite kitchen utensil?
0: Ooh... I love a good wooden spoon. Wooden yeah. spoon. Is that just because uh, one of my most enjoyed parts of the cooking experience is stirring a thing? Yeah, so can a good stir with a wooden spoon. You can spank with a wooden spoon. <laughs> oh, hello. You can poke a badger. badger. Uh, just a good quality wooden spoon is a very is a very useful kitchen implement. That's
2: True. Um, or I was thinking it was potato masher, but I think to be honest. It's a garlic press. I like a good garlic press because I bloody love garlic. As
0: soon as you said um, potato masher, I was like, ooh, I forgot about garlic presses. They're a good thing.
2: Yes, the garlic delivery method of choice. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Uh, Alice Sybard would like to know Detective Pikachu movie. Ah! Or... Or... No, sorry. Ah! Or...
0: Or both. I think we covered this a bit earlier. We did. Initially, a little, um, a little, uh, uh. But, like, by the time I get to start watching, I was like, oh.
2: Um, I would say my reaction to the de- Detective Pikachu was more,
0: huh. Jiggly! <laughs> that Pikachu by the end, I was like, okay, Pikachu's quite adorable. Yeah. And that jiggly design is great. Yeah, so it was, huh. I, I enjoyed the Detective Pikachu game. I am excited for this.
2: Yeah, so my reaction to the uh, Detective Pikachu advert was, "Huh, Jiggly." Matthew Hudson would like to know. Uh, Due to being part of a retro gaming podcast, I've been introduced to a lot of old games that I'd never played when they came out. My favourite of these is Symphony of the Night. Have you recently been introduced? Have you been recently introduced to any retro games you have never played? And if so, which is your favourite?
0: Hmm. Retro games I'd never played, getting introduced to. I've not got a good answer for this. Have you got one? I haven't really been int- introduced to
2: retro games at all for a while. Uh, I did recently sit down and watch a Let's Play of Treasure Island Dizzy on the
0: Commodore 64. But then I played the crap out of that when I was small. Yeah. Um. I think the only one that like I have recently like found ways to play for reasons, and I won't go into why, is I started playing uh Dizzy. Wait, how did you get into Dizzy as well? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I will um I will cut this out of the show. Yeah, so for re- it's weird
2: that we're both talking about Dizzy.
0: <laughs> yeah, for reasons for reasons that I cannot yet mention. Actually, I might as well mention them. Uh, someone has paid me to write about Dizzy's butt in the butt book, so. Um, yeah, I've been playing an emulated version of Dizzy for the ZX Spectrum. Ooh, um,
2: Dizzy, a cartoon adventure.
0: Indeed. What version of Dizzy have you gotten into recently? Um, I,
2: well, I, I said I was playing Dizzy. I uh, watching a Let's Play for Dizzy, Dizzy 2, which is uh, yeah. Treasure Island Dizzy. My one of the very first games I had on my own system was uh, Fantasy World Dizzy on the Commodore 64. Yeah. I never worked out how to get past the Armorog on the Commodore version. I've see, i I played the PC version and got past it just fine. Yeah. But I, I'm try as I might, no matter how many times I loaded that damn thing up, I could never get past the bloody arm oh, rock. Okay.
0: Well Dizzy Dizzy is new to me, so there we go. Mm. Um
2: are you enjoy how are you finding it so far? I'm just... Uh
0: it it is definitely I'm having to get myself into headspace of this is a game that came out long ago and I need to set my expectations accordingly and, and it hates you. It hates me. Yeah, there's that too. Um, there's the birds. <laughs> are dizzy eating birds and the spiders and I, all fire. I, I want to play a bit more, but I will come back with thoughts at another time. <laughs> I would,
2: if if you're interested, I would definitely recommend um, probably the first five Dizzies. Like, okay. uh uh Dizzy, um, like Dizzy a Cartoon Adventure, Treasure Island Dizzy, Fantasy World Dizzy, Magic Land Dizzy, Spellbound Dizzy, Dizzy Prince of the Yoke Folk. Um...
0: I'm I'm playing enough dizzy. I'm, I want to play enough that I can get a feel for the character. That's where I'm at. You want currently. to feel the butt. We... you right about. I the need butt. to. I need to. I need to be one with the butt. Be one with the I butt. I need to control
2: the butt. You, well, you can control the butt. Interestingly, dizzy was one of the first graphics I ever made when I was learning to program the Commodore sixty four. Oh. I made a little dizzy fall across the screen. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The diagonal falling animation. <laughs> Look at me go. Program. Programming graphics in freaking binary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, what other questions have we got? Uh, I
2: need to go to the other place.
0: The dark place.
2: Gabel Sip- Sipilevsky. uh, we'd like to know, you're designing a tabletop RPG system. What are your basic character stats and what do they do? Oh, hmm. Have you got an answer for this? Mm, no. <sighs> um, hmm. I don't know, I guess I'd go for something sort of Simple, like a, a Monster of
0: the Week or a, 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 a Tales from the Loop. I, I like the idea of the stats being for things like luck has always been a stat I've liked oh. in tabletop games. These sort of, there's no way this should work, let's roll the dice to see if you're bloody lucky about this. Um, Whether you are lucky or unlucky. Um. I've always liked the idea of um, just like one skill for conversation, like rather than perhaps like uh, persuasion, deception, like roll it all into how good are you at at, to- at talking your way into whatever thi- like however you're trying to talk oh, this. Yeah. So like a just vocal skill. Yeah, like a, 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 linguistic. Conver- a, a, a linguistic or a conversation skill, um, a general physical do skill. Mm. Like I like the idea of like maybe simplifying it down into to physically do a thing. Think a, like work a thing out, talk a thing, or be lucky.
2: Right. I quite like the idea of expanding that um, the floofy RPG that we did last week. Mm-hmm. What was it? Hang on, let me find it. Uh, oh, snuggly Floof RPG. Yeah. Um, maybe like if you had to roll for. How floofy you were, how smooshable your face was. Yeah. How how cute and fuzzy were how how dangerous it was to rub your tumkin. Indeed. How good your purr is. I,
0: I've always I've always enjoyed the idea of a, a, a tabletop RPG where you just the DM will just at the discretion go This seems like a time to roll. Roll.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Can be fun. Yeah. With the with the with the right DM that can be fun.
2: Yeah. And and uh, yeah. Some sort yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I
2: agree with these things. I had other thoughts. They all, all squished out of my brain. What platonic
0: form would your, uh, would you channel IRL? Uh, so this is uh like dice funk. This is First. a dice funk. Okay. What is so your platonic which form? which of the forms? Uh, hmm. The form of. Well, you've you've got one for your dice funk uh, end of episode outro at the moment. Uh yes. Uh, no now I'm i con-
2: I'm uh am I form or a conduit? I can't remember. Oh, about you're, your form?
0: you're a you're a you're a conduit I changed you're my a of I a think,
2: form. I think I changed... yeah. I think I change my form every month. Yeah. Just to keep things interesting. Um this this month I am uh Janiac form of five gallons of lube, a kilo of glitter and a paddling pool. <laughs> yeah. Uh last year I was for uh last month I was form of tentacles and several arms so many tentacles <laughs> uh, um yeah um
0: hmm. i quite like Spirits
2: spirits is a good one
0: spirits is a fu- has been a fun one in Dice funk of like aha i'm i have i'm full of spirit but also spirits cuz drunkenness and inebriation has been a fun one
2: um i maybe unity form like of the... workaholic <laughs> yeah i like the idea of being a form of unity just bringing people together and, and things like that, but also being able to glue stuff.
0: <laughs> I like this, it's this a good one.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Kelguder Kel would like to know um, do you have anything to say regarding Trans Day of Remembrance on the 20th?
0: Once again, trans people are dying around the world unnecessarily, primarily trans women of colour. It fucking sucks. Um, it often feels like there's very little we can do about that other than remember those who pass and yeah hopefully we reach a point one day where this doesn't have to be a thing but that's not today
2: Um, I will probably do what I have done the last couple of years which would be to um, sort of mourn the dead in my own quiet way uh i think the first year i came out i went to two trans day of remembrances um within a couple of days of each other and it was absolutely heartbreaking uh the first was at a college up in central london and we had a whole lecture theater we had uh people giving talks and reading poetry and Mm. i think we had some music pieces played um, we had like a lot of things going on and then they sort of read the names and, and in a few cases sort of explained what had happened to those people, uh, where it was particularly memorable. And uh, um, then like two days after that, I went to the local one in Croydon, because I was living much nearer there at the time, and um, it was... That we, We'd we been granted by the council a small table by some escalators. And we we were literally standing there reading out the names of those who'd passed while people were just taking the piss out of us while sitting at computers and getting drunk in the middle of the day. So that in its own right was, was equally uh, difficult. I would say if you're not a trans person and you're feeling strong, go along because it's yeah. it's quite an experience, Mate. and it shouldn't just be for trans people. It's bloody eye opening, especially if they start talking about what happens to some of these people. Yeah, like if you talk about the stats of people in Brazil, then the, the mm. num just the
0: number of people just just literally
2: slaughtered in
0: Brazil. Yeah. My my mother goes along to Trans Day of Remembrance things. Um, I tend not to go to physical things just because I have had to live with the deaths of too many people I have known personally and yeah. it never gets easier and mm. I tend to just I tend to take Trans Day of Remembrance as a day to personally just mourn. Yeah. People that I've personally lost, mm. okay. and to just thank the heavens that I uh, I I am still here and that I didn't succeed in ending my life when I tried. Yeah. Anyway, questions. Uh, that, that's it for questions. Uh, that's 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 the way to end it. Um, time for this.
2: you know what I want to see more
0: What do you want to see more of? Bro! Show justice warriors!
1: Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry, how are you doing? You forget who I was briefly. I forgot who I was. I, mean, I forgot what's going on. It's, it's, been a it's, long it's, day. It's, it's almost like you know we briefly swapped places earlier due to a, a Barry-based incident. Due to a Barry-based incident, uh, did you by any chance do a joke uh, competition by any chance? Me? <laughs> nah, nah. But my mate Dave was there. Oh, your mate Dave was there. Yeah, so. he, he came <laughs> second apparently. Uh, uh, how, how's your week been? Uh, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a it's week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. It's not been too bad, mate. Uh, so I, I've had a thing this week I wanted to bring up, as I am want to do about this time in the week every week. Yeah, it's funny how
0: we do that. It's funny how we do that. So th- this week I've been I've been playing that new Pokemon game what came out. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and I've been having a great time with it. has been fun It's been great for me, but like I've got a mate. Who's not been able to play it at all, and they're a great big Pokemon fan. They've played Pokemon games yeah. before, but they can't play this new one. No, how come that? No, man. it's it's because uh, they they got this thing where you can't turn off motion controls. And uh, my friend's got some some ability issues. They can I thought
1: you were going to say that the friend couldn't turn off mo- motion controls. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
0: not quite. It's not quite that situation. I misunderstood no, it. No. Well, in the game, you can't turn off motion controls. And my friend, you know, has some motor control issues. Yeah. Uh, you know they can't help the fact that they can't do a throw-in motion uh, when when it's on the telly. Yeah. And when they're playing in their hands, they can't really stop their hands moving, so they can't really you know aim properly that way. Yeah. And it's just a
1: thing I was thinking about is there's no reason why Nintendo couldn't have just like
0: let let you just play with the control stick and the buttons and turn off the motion. Yeah. But like they force you to have the motion on because it's their new gimmick. It's their thing. It's
1: new. So they sort of push that ahead of accessibility. Well, at a, t- a time when we've recently seen some games doing a really good job recently of of making sure that things were accessible. I I think with Spider-Man recently had lots yeah. of accessibility options. Like so then suddenly come run into this, you know, it, it seems like it, it seems much worse as a result of being sort of put against that sort of background of of more accessibility in games recently. Indeed. It it's one of these things that like
0: it's taking something that, like, it's not really any work to make your thing accessible, and going, yeah, but we want to be innovative. We'd rather be do innovation than you know thing that works for everyone. It's it's a real it's a real shame, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I don't understand why why more they, you know, surely they will sell more games if they make them more accessible. So exactly. why, why and, and surely that is what motivates most of these companies. Exactly. Like, you know, if you want to do your new thing, put it front and
0: centre by all means and go, this is, this is the default way to do it, is this new fancy way we've got. But if someone doesn't want to or can't engage with that, give them the
1: option to not do so. Exactly. I mean, do you think it's something that they might patch in in future? Uh,
0: well, this is nintendo i don't I don't see it happening Nintendo were very much this is our gimmick and our thing we want to push we're not gonna we're not gonna undermine it by letting you not do it, which is a bit bit ludicrous,
1: yeah, I mean, I can sort of understand why they would initially think that, but uh, uh you know it doesn't take much to you know as soon as someone flags up that point, you know just allow it.
0: Yeah, you'd think, but you know, it's stubbornness in these things sometimes. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, what
1: what would be the alternative for for just handheld? If you couldn't do the throwing motion, what 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 do you think you were doing? Well, no, Maybe you just, just like a left, right with the control, and then, well, no, then just a button
0: what, press. What, once again, the, the, the option exists in this game to just move the analog stick up, down, left, and right to aim, and press right. A to throw. Like if you could just turn off the motion. You could do that docked. You could do that in
1: handheld. No, and does it have a bit of wobble in it to give it some skill?
0: Well, the the Pokemon jumps around, so you'd have to, you know, like, move your analogue stick well, to, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it jumped out of the way, move the analogue stick again to get back to where it is now. Yeah,
1: you know? well, I mean... It, well, I suppose someone could hack it, but switch hacking's not really not really a big thing yet, is it? Not, not a big be- enough thing that I think
0: that, like, I don't. I don't think this is being nothing that Nintendo needs to worry about. Like I think this is just them wanting a fancy new thing, and just doing that at the expense of accessibility, which is a real shame. Um, yeah. But just, like generally, I think like I'm, I'm struggling to think of more examples of the, the Domini Air, But I know this is a thing that happens: the innovation at the expense of accessibility.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's, um, Nintendo have been very much. Uh, championing the whole motion thing for a, a good few years now I mean like you know the, the the Wii was very much there the Wii U was there as well so I suppose for like the last couple of generations there has been you know a certain lack of accessibility from those aspects certainly but um, you know it, it feels weird that, that there's not more effort to make things accessible at a time when we have was it uh, Xbox were, were bringing out... Yeah. Uh, you they, know.
0: they got their their adaptive controller where you can put modular bits in it to, like, make it work for how you need games to work.
1: Yeah, and, then, you know, there are companies that have been working to make more accessible controllers and things. I remember way back in 2004 going to a, a classic gaming convention and they were modifying Pac-Man to be played with, like, I think it was four very large buttons yeah. that you know that, that were very easy to accessible with like limited motion. I,
0: I've played racing games with eye tracking. Just sort of look look further up the track to go faster. Look lower down to slow down. Left and right. Yeah, yeah. Like this stuff exists, but you've still got companies that are being like, oh yeah, we've got a functional option that doesn't use motion, but we're gonna make you use motion anyway.
1: That it seems a bit. It, yeah,
0: it's it's a bit shitty. It's more. It's my one real complaint with that game is just it really sucks that there are people I know who love that series who ain't gonna get to play it. But yeah, that's a shame. Should we should we have that hug? We uh, shall.
1: I certainly hope that they make more effort in future. Uh, uh, but, oh, good hug, mate. Good hug. Oh. hug. I do enjoy these hugs. I, I need, need them. Fine. 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 Yeah. Right. Ugh, should we have that cup of tea? Yeah, I'll uh, put the
0: kettle on, mate. Put the kettle on. Laura? Yeah. Welcome to you on the internet, darling. You can find me at Laura K Buzz on Twitter, YouTube and Twitch. You can find me Monday to Friday at You can find me, uh I've got two books, Uncomfortable Labels. It's a memoir coming out in July twenty nineteen. There's uh, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is on Unbound. We are crowdfunding for that. We're doing pre-orders. We are up to, I believe, 72%, 73% funded when we record this. So, like, uh, we've got an audiobook version that's up. There's a bundle of the hardback and the audiobook if you want that. Chuck us some, some quids if you can. Other than that, I'm on Dice Funk, which is the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons Real Play podcast. I'm on Seasons 3, 4, and 5. They're all self-contained stories. Season 3, I turn up like 9 episodes in. Don't worry if I'm not there when you start listening. You'll, I'll turn up. Uh, season 3 is People Trapped in a Town. Season 4 is Cyberpunk Let's Overthrow Capitalism. And Season 5 is Space Pirate Adventure. Yeah. Uh Jane, what about you?
2: I can be found on stonemonkeyradio.blog. I'm on YouTube and Twitter as um, Maniac Janiac. I can be found on... I can be found on soundcloud.com as Jane Eris Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. And I think that's,
0: that's, that's the things. So, until next time, be a stranger. Does a nosy pepper do? Get hell up in your business!
2: i <laughs> <laughs> wait for summer. I ordered the season pass. <laughs> it's a happier, more In 2016. Available to private subscribers.
0: <laughs> Why did the golfer change his trousers? Because he got a hole in one.
2: <laughs> Why do mermaids wear seashells? Why? Be- because B shells are too small and D <laughs> shells are too big. <laughs> Um, Just ate a frozen apple Hardcore <laughs> If someone's sexually aroused by, by goat cheese Do they have a ish?
0: <laughs> Why did Cinderella get kicked off the football team? She
2: kept running away from the ball ah! so, What do you call a piano playing donkey With three legs and one eye? A honky tonky winky wonky
0: What's the difference between a well dressed man on a unicycle And a poorly dressed man on a bike? I don't know Attire <laughs>
2: <laughs> the inventor of the throat, lozenges died. There will be no coffin at the funeral.
0: <laughs> uh, how many ears does Spock have?
2: A left ear, a right ear, and a final front ear. <laughs> a tree that knows how to read spreadsheets is Excel. <laughs> a friend at, wall, at work told me she walked in on her son masturbating last night. She'd only gone to ask him to turn down the dubstep. Apparently, he was wobbing one out. <laughs>
0: How did Darth Vader know what what Luke got him for Christmas? He felt his presence.
2: (laughs) Uh, What did the duck say after hearing a joke? I'm cracking up.
0: (laughs) I think this is where we should wrap it up. (laughs)